0: Lord, I just thank you that tonight you bless people. Lord, that answers to questions are coming tonight. Blessings are coming tonight. Lord, you're getting stumbling blocks out of people's ways. Filling up potholes. Filling up ruts people keep falling back into. And I just thank you for Isaiah 10 and 27, that the anointing of God breaks and destroys those yokes. So, Lord, we speak that over one another and declare it. And, oh, God, you're a God who makes a way where there seems like there's no way. And we praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. And look at that person around you and say, My goodness, you're blessed. So blessed. You Jesus, well, praise God! I got a, a a wild message to preach to you tonight, <clears throat> so you can get your Bibles out Woo! and just hold them. The title of this message is "Finding Rest." How many of you ever had a sleepless night? You know that stat that 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 uh, scripture, Jesus in Matthew six, where he said, you know, if you could. By worrying, you could add one cubit to your stature, you know. And I've always kind of laughed about that and thought about that. You know, it'd be really interesting that if everybody that worried got one, you know, cubit taller all the time, and then somebody comes walking to a church nine feet tall and said, Oh, we know what your problem is. But I think all of us have had, you know, a restless night's sleep. And, uh, I've been blessed in life. I'm a I'm a I'm I'm so blessed, and I thank Jesus. I've always been able to go to sleep. I can sleep standing up. I can sleep eating. I mean, I am the world's greatest nap taker. Uh have been ever since I was a kid. Just just man, just go find someplace, sit down, rest, chill out. I'll just go to sleep for a second. And so I've never, praise God, had a problems really going to sleep. But I started researching. Sleep problems, sleep cycles, sleep, just different things about sleep. So I'm not trying to say I'm any kind of great authority. Believe me, if you're really seriously having problems with sleeping, you probably need to go talk to Dr. Brown. Don't talk to Dr. Richards, okay? I just I ain't got it, okay? So, but I have some things here that I just that jumped out to me as I was studying this, okay? So, and and don't, man, don't write me a letter and tell me I'm I'm not exactly right, okay. Come on. I'm preaching. But there's basically five stages of sleep, okay? Now, um, one is, is when you have your cell phone not turned on silent, it rings at you in the middle of the night. No. Um, Well, before I get into the five stages of sleep, in in looking over all the studies, most of the time, don't throw anything at me, okay? Most of the time, it said that issues with sleep had to do with worry or you're uncomfortable you know your bed's not comfortable you're too cold too hot uh you know whatever dogs barking uh, uh the spouse is tossing and turning something okay makes you uncomfortable and then the the next one the third one was is 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 uh, overstimulating yourself before you go try to go to sleep, all right? Like you don't want to sit down and do your balancing your accounts before you go to bed, right? And so they said that there was roughly five stages of sleep. And the first stage is what they called light sleep. It's where the eyes begin to move slowly. You begin to drift in and out and muscles begin to wind down, okay? And I put this in my layman terms here, okay? I just got the simple things here. And how many of you know, how many of y'all have been there before? You're you're going to sleep. You're getting to that place. You're, and then something happens, right? Dog barks or sound in the house or a fly light's on you or you feel like a spider ran across your face or... When we were first married, I used to always love to get in bed, let it all just get right to that place, and I'd shuffle my feet real quick. And my, my wife, fly out of bed. Hey, what is it? <laughs> I just love doing that. I'm just kind of like a little junior high boy sometimes, you know. just like that. To... but anyway, that's where that's where you start out, right? Okay, so it's you, you're starting to slow down, you're starting to drift in and out, and your muscles begin to wind down. The second stage. Is from going from light sleep you're starting to go into deep sleep. Your eye movements begin to stop, your brain waves begin to slow, and your body temperature begins to drop. Now, I, I just want to stop right here and just say this: it to me is such an amazing thing when when you look at the human body and and to imagine that God dug this up for some dirt breathe molded and breathed into us and his life is so life that he said everything just put in there working and everything's you know uh, uh, amazing okay okay so then the third and fourth stages are are still that transition from uh light sleep into deep sleep but you're getting farther into it it says you begin to slow the delta brain waves uh but at this point if you're If you wake up, you you could be disoriented because you've gone gone deeper and deeper into this rest, okay? Now, you're not doing it because you don't have anything else to do, right? I mean, God didn't make it to where it just gets dark and so we go to sleep because, you know, we can't work outside so we might as well just go to sleep because we don't have anything else to do. There's a reason for this because you're trying to get into the fifth stage of sleep is where your body begins to restore itself. It's literally working at night, bringing restoration to your body. Now, just think about that. So you shut down so your body, by God's design, can repair itself. Okay? Now, at this point, your brain activity begins to increase now I guess it fires up because it's got to tell everything what to do and be doing the restorative things but it begins to to, to increase and that's where dreams take place. And I got another whole message about dreams because I guess I started saying about dreams it gave you the reasons why you literally can't have pizza dreams because of spicy foods you eat and cause you to have your dreams. I dreamed last night that I was in a cemetery holding a a uh, a stretcher and I was helping carry dead bodies off. Now, this is just really sad, okay? This is what my dream was. And I'm trying to go up a hill, and it's all muddy and slick, and I'm doing this, and my shoulders are just killing me. My shoulders are hurting so bad, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And about that time, I woke up, and my electric blanket had gone off, and I'd gotten cold, and I'd ru- worked myself up <laughs> in some contorted kind of position, and when I woke up, both of my shoulders were just killing me because I was all bound up, and I was like, okay, that's see, I was in that deep sleep, started having crazy dreams <laughs> because my shoulders were literally hurting because I was wadded up over there in the side of the bed trying to get warm. <laughs> so, all kinds of crazy things happen like that, but this is what I want to share with you. So... In all those places, you're, you're, you're trying to get to sleep. You're trying to find rest, right? Because of this, this REM sleep that you get into is the restorative sleep. You're trying to find rest. All right, that's the point I want to make. Because now get your Bibles out and go to Hebrews 4.1. Or now open your Bibles to Hebrews 4.1. It says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, God has a rest for you. God has a rest for you where you can be restored. God has a, just like his sleep that he gave us, that you come to a place in God that you begin to repair things in your body, so it is in your spirit that God has a place of rest that he wants you restored. So he says, Let us fear, least any of you seem to have come short of it. So God, uh, the writer of Hebrews is trying to get this point across to us that, man, more than anything, he wants us to enter into the rest of God because there you do, you get restored. He said, man, we ought to have fear that we don't get in there. How many of you have ever had problems going to sleep, come to that place where you don't want to try to go to sleep? You know, you just don't want to try to go get in the bed because you think, I'm not going to go to sleep. and so again. The writer of Hebrews said, man, listen, there's a rest of God and you should be fearful if you're not walking it because you're not being restored to the person of God that you're supposed to be. This is a dangerous thing. For indeed, the gospel is preached unto us as well unto them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So the first thing about entering into the rest of God is just like you have five stages of Literal sleep rest, you've got. I've got you five stages of God rest and how to get in there. The very first thing is, folks, you got to come to the place in life that you either believe that God's promises are true or they're not. Right. This morning, and well, I'll get over there in a minute uh, where I was reading. But um, I mean, folks, how many times? Listen, I, I can tell you. I'll say it myself. I won't even preach to y'all. I just preach to myself. How many times have I become? Concerned over something which is about to turn into worry, and I opened my Bible and I began to read, and boom, there was the promise sitting there in front of my face, and it was a choice: Am I going to believe the promise is true, or am I going to believe what the world says out there is true? Am I going to believe God's going to protect me, or He's not? Oh, and then the doubt, and unbelief comes in and says, "Oh, yeah, but you know, sometimes." I say, "No, no, no! I'm either going to believe the promises are true." and I'm going to enter into God's rest by faith, I'm going to say, no, going in there and crawling in the bed and going to sleep, I am going to have a restorative sleep tonight because that's what God says. I am going to have the promises of God come into my life, and I am going to be restored spiritually. It takes faith, folks. And I'm telling you, if we would ever learn that when things don't go like we think they should go, rather than thinking God's not with us, begin to just stop and say, okay, Lord, do I need to change my direction or I just keep plowing forward? Because I know you're with me. I know everything's going to work out. I know, God, that you're going to make all things work out for the good of those that love you, and I love you, and so you're going to make things work out good for me? I don't see it. I don't know what we're going to do, but I just keep plowing forward. That's having faith in the promise of God. That's the first step to enter into the rest of God, is you have to know that he has a rest for you, okay? He has a place of rest for you. He does. You don't have to be worried about anything. God did not create us to worry. God did not create us to be in fear. He didn't. I mean, folks, do you realize, I mean, really, if you, do you realize that if you did not have any connection with the outside world, living here in utopia, man, you'd think everything's good, right? Right? It's only when everybody's screaming and, and, and saying these idiotic things out there that get us into turmoil. Okay, the second one. Go to Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, Jesus' own words. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find, Huh? what's that word, rest? For your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burdens light. Jesus Himself talked about the rest of God. But let me ask you this: what yoke do you have on? Why did it get so quiet all of a sudden? I mean, why I, just think about it. what yoke do we have on? Are you are you wearing the yoke of Robert? You, you know, am I putting on Robert's yoke that I made for me? Am I putting on expectations from somebody else's yoke upon me? Am I trying to be somebody else or get the approval of man or whatever, and that yoke's upon me? Am I trying to aspire to something that I think then is going to make me feel happy? Is that yoke upon me? What yoke do you have on you? Well, Jesus said, man, if you take my yoke, but there's a catch here, it says, It and learn from me. So Jesus' yoke, this is what's crazy about it does fit us. It has. It must have little knobs on it that can uh, go and, and, and get bigger or smaller or whatever to fit each person, you know, adjustment knobs. But Jesus's yoke fits all of us, okay? But you got to learn to wear it. How many times have we prayed for something, talked to the Lord about it, knew we reached heaven, and then the next morning we were praying for it again as if God never heard us Right. Well, that's because the yoke that we have on us, we had not learned from the Lord how to walk in it. How to speak, how to how to how to live in it. And so therefore, we've got our own yoke on us. And when we have our own yoke on us, it tires us out and keeps us from the rest of God. So, I mean, obviously, if if your dog wakes you up every night when you're in light sleep, going to deep sleep, you either need to get rid of the dog or get some earplugs. Right. I mean. And if it's the neighbor's dog, well, then maybe you need to go talk to the neighbor about the dog. But my point is, if you're going to get the distractions out of your life, sometimes you have to learn and you have to do something to get the distractions out of your life. Like me, I, I'm a person who I don't know, I, I I I don't know if I'm strange or what, but I do I do repetitious things. And when I get ready to go to bed, there's a certain thing that's going to happen. I'm going to do a certain thing. I'm going to do you know. Ten things, and then I'm going to go crawl in the bed, and then I'm going to go to sleep. But you know, it was funny the other night. I did my ten things. I crawled in bed. Oh, it was nice and warm. It was so nice and just. It was that cold night, whatever the night when the norther blew, and sun, Sunday night or was it Sunday night? And I just, oh, I got in there. I just started relaxing. I said, I didn't leave any water running at the church and I know there's some open pipes, and I just sat there and I thought, Lord, can you take care of that? And then I thought, that's really stupid to say that, Robert. If anything, get out of bed and go (laughs) turn the water on. So I did. Drove down here about 11 o'clock at night, went in the church. I thought, I hope the cops don't come by. They're going to think somebody's robbing the church and they have to deal with all that. But I came over here, did all that kind of stuff, went home. Man, I was asleep in three seconds. But I had to get that distraction out of my way. I could have never slept all night. My sleep I knew would have been terrible all night, that it was better to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to drive down here, turn the water on, do what I needed to do. Because if I didn't do it, I could never get that out of my head, and I'd be laying there all night worried, thinking... It's going to freeze, pipe's going to break, everything's going to be a mess. So sometimes in life you've got to get the distractions out of your life and the Holy Ghost will come to you and he'll prick on your shoulder and he'll tell you what's a distraction and tell you to get rid of it or fix it. Go to freedom prayer and get rid of it. He'll tell you what to do if we'll just listen because that's part of learning to walk with Jesus' yoke on us. All right? Just like you're going to be distracted from your sleep, you'll be distracted from the rest of God. The third thing here, go to Psalms 37, 7. Psalms 37, 7. Psalms 37 is a great psalm. If you hadn't read it in a while, you need to read it tonight. Read it before you go to bed. This one you're going to laugh about. Okay, it says, Rest in the Lord. I'm in Psalms 37, 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. He says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. If you go look up that word wait, again, it does not mean standing there, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for something to happen. You know what that word really means? I mean, you can go look it up. Just go look it up in the Hebrew, okay? It means to dance. It means to twist, and it means to jump about. Now put that into context there. Dance, twist, and jump about in the Lord, or rest in the Lord, and twist, jump, and dance for him. That's literally what it means. That's literally what it means. It means it's not talking about rest like you're going to sleep. What it's talking about is you're doing the hallelujah, praise the Lord dance. You've got the victory dance going on. You are dancing because you know God's going to do it. It's the same as 2 Samuel six fourteen when David danced before the Lord. When he came into, the, into Jerusalem, the presence of God and the ark of God was there, and David was dancing. And it, you remember his wife got mad and said, oh, man, you're the king, and how are you dancing so crazily like that? And, you know, that's not dignified. David said, man, I'd rather dance before the Lord. And so I don't know that literally this, this point means you need to dance. It ain't going to hurt you. Nothing else, it'd be aerobic. I remember the night that that uh, Dr. Brown was teaching Todd, had us all march and place. you know, maybe your dance is just a march, okay? But I want to tell you something. What it's saying here is that if you want to enter into the rest of God, you've got to learn to minister to the Lord. Hear what I'm saying? Now, folks, listen to me. Now, some of you, I mean, we're pretty hard-nosed around here, but everyone likes a compliment. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the saltiest old dog in the world. You still like to hear, boy, you're about the saltiest old dog I've ever met. (laughs) Something swells on the inside of us. Everybody likes a compliment. What about the Lord? The number one thing to ministering to the Lord is telling Jesus how great he is. And And then when you start telling him how great he is, it excites you much how great he is, and you're in the family that you're just gonna have to do a little woo-woo woo. You know? You hear what I'm saying? You're so excited, you're you're cheering your team on. That's what that means. If you want to enter, rest in the Lord and and, and dance before him and twist and, and and shout and jump for joy. For him. You're ministering to him. So if you want to enter into the rest of God. Enter into the rest of the Lord. One of the things you got to learn to do is learn to minister to the Lord. Okay? The fourth thing. Go to Exodus 34, 21. Exodus 34, 21. It says, six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. In plowing time and in harvest time you shall rest. To enter in the fourth step to entering into the, the rest of God is simply this, taking time to be in the Lord's presence. Now, it's interesting to me that there's a few promises that God gave us that, I mean, literally says, if you do this, I do that. Children that honor their parents get a long life. It's promises, just stay, you do it, do it, okay? Here he says that if you... Don't work on the Sabbath or you have a day that you honor God by saying, God, I'm all yours today, that it literally translates you into a place called the rest of God. You come into his presence and in his presence, it it restores everything. Now, remember in our sleep, we're trying to get to that deep sleep because that is where our bodies get restored. What happens to our spirits when we get in the presence of God? I'm telling you, you'd be amazed if you would would practice getting in God's presence. If you would just sit down for 10 minutes every day and quiet yourself from the world, begin to tell the Lord how much you love him, how much he he means to you, and and just, just worship him and just praise him. His presence will come on you. You'll sense it. The whole environment of your house will change. whole environment of everything will change. God's there with you, and that's what's one of the things that restores you. Okay? Now here we go, the last one. Psalms 23.1. Psalms 23.1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He... Restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, think about this. He's saying there's this place that he's going to make you lie down in green pastures. He's going to lead you beside the still waters so he can re your soul. The same thing, what happens in the fifth stage when you get into deep sleep, your, everything in your body begins to restore itself. So it is in the rest of God. When you enter into the rest of God, he begins to restore your soul, even though you don't know what's going on. I don't know what needed to re- be repaired in my body that night. When I go to sleep tonight, unless the Holy Ghost gives me a list, I don't know what's going on. I just know I got to go do my part, go to bed. But it brings me joy to think about as I go to sleep that my body is restoring itself. How much more when I've entered into the rest of God that he's restoring my soul, the hurts, the wounds, the bruises, the things that have come against me in life, that when you enter into the rest of God, all of a sudden you're in this place where, man, you're getting restored and you didn't even know it. All of a sudden, your anger's gone. All of a sudden, your bad taste in your mouth of that's gone. All of a sudden, things look a little sunnier. Things look a little brighter. Things are a little different. Why? Because you're getting restored in your soul. I'm so glad he takes us to the green pastures and besides still waters to do it. You know, not to the, to the rack, stretching us out and saying, you're not going to do that anymore. No, he takes us to the place beside green pastures and still waters. Amen? So I'm just encouraging you tonight, church, there is a wonderful place in the rest of God. I pray for everybody's sleep tonight, but I want to pray also that you enter into God's rest. Like I said, starts out with faith, starts out faith in the promises. It, stops, it starts on then when you start, get that yoke off of you and get the right size yoke on you. Goes on to where you start waiting on the Lord. You're dancing for the Lord. You're excited about God. You're excited about what He's doing. You know, then you start taking time to be in the presence of God, and then you know what? That place of rest begins to restore your soul. It's a glorious thing. It is a glorious, glorious thing. Amen. So put your Bibles up and stand up. And let me pray for you, Father. I just declare with this that everybody watching tonight, everybody hearing the sound of my voice tonight. I just declare, Lord God, that right now, first I pray for people's natural sleep, people that aren't getting sleep. I just declare right now in Jesus' name that whatever it be, worry, pain, uh, whatever it may be, distractions that are causing you not to have a beautiful night's sleep, I just rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I declare, Lord God, that they will sweep, (laughs) Sleep the sweet sleep of God. That it'll come on them, Lord. It'll be there over their bodies, over their minds. Lord, as soon as they lay down in the bed, they'll feel your presence. And they'll sleep the best night of sleep they've ever had tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, that you will restore their bodies, restore their minds, restore them, Lord God, to the place that they should be with you. And Lord, I pray for the rest of God. I pray for the, that we enter into the rest of God. We, we, we begin to have our own spirits restored. Our spirits restored, Lord God. Where there's been wounds and bruises and hurts in people's lives, I thank you, Lord God, that because we enter into the rest of God, they become restored in Jesus' name. Supernaturally. Lord, I just declare it Supernaturally. Let us wake up in the morning their bodies will feel good but Lord you've already restored them supernaturally Lord I pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to every one of us where there's distractions in our life things that we need to move and things we need to get rid of that they would become evident to us that Lord that nothing would stop us from entering into the rest of God I pray a blessing over everyone Lord I pray over their finances over their businesses over their lives I pray that the good hand of God is upon them and that they are blessed beyond their wildest dreams and imaginations, Lord. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Hey, God bless you, church. Go get a good night's sleep.